Across the nation, the call for higher minimum wage is growing louder. It sounds like a straightforward solution to improve living standards, right? But what if the reality is more complex than it actually appears? In today's episode, we're going to explore the ripple effects of increasing the minimum wage. We're going to dive into real data and current reports to answer some of your most pressing questions. Do higher wages always lead to a better living standard or do they inadvertently trigger job losses, price hikes, and potentially other economic side effects? And most importantly, who really pays for the price of the wage hikes? So settle in and let's unravel the economics behind the minimum wage debate today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror, and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work to improve the one thing that we can control ourselves. Here at the Financial Mirror, it is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so that you can make smarter financial decisions. If this is the first time you're joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a written comment as both go a long way in getting this information out to more and more listeners. I hope that you enjoyed that intro. I hope that you are super eager about this episode. Uh, highly controversial, obviously, and and I'm only saying that for the fact that there is a a you know there's two clear polar opposites of who stands on what side of uh, the equation when we think about minimum wage, when we think about that increasing, when we think about what are the ripple effects, all those things. There are a clear you know far end of each side of that argument. But, you know, speaking of, you know, the minimum wage, it's, I'm going to just talk about some of the things that are already unfolding from a recent minimum wage hike that we saw. And I just want to use that as evidence of kind of where, where things are going and and what those ripple effects kind of are. Um, Hopefully you had a great Christmas. You had a great holiday with your family. Uh, we're coming up on New Year, and what a great time to to really dive into a lot of changes for the better, and and, and taking that opportunity to kind of be the reset button uh, to start off with a new habit, something something that you would like to change. Uh, it's always just a good mental, you know propel forward to do that at the beginning of the year. Uh, my my goal to kick off the new year is I have recently picked up duck hunting. Uh, this is the first year that I've been out there duck hunting. And let me tell you, I have not killed a duck yet. And it is absolutely demoralizing to be out there and have not shot a duck yet. Uh, gotten close one time and did not work out. So uh, my goal is between now and the end of January when duck season's over to have, you know, finally gotten a duck that I can, you know, cook, enjoy to eat and and have a uh, duck breast. I think I'm going to do, you know, I'm I'm being optimistic here, right? I'm, I'm being, 
I'm being optimistic that that I'm actually going to get a duck between now and the end of January. Um, but a duck curry, a duck curry is what I'm going to go with if I do get a duck by the end of this season. The only good thing that's happening here at the beginning of the year next week, you'll be able to see if I'm in tears or not. But Alabama is playing in the first uh, round of the college football playoffs. If you know me, I'm a huge Alabama fan. Um, so that's awesome. Totally awesome. Uh, both of those things have nothing to do with this episode, but I just wanted to catch you up on some of the things that are great. I guess it kind of does. Cause I kind of was talking about a new year and that was my new year's resolution. I guess you can call it. Uh, but anyway, it's a great, it is a great opportunity to, to jump on a, uh, something new, whether it be that you just want to, to start getting up earlier to work out, or you want to implement some new change in your life, whatever the case is, or maybe it's financial. Maybe you just, you're finally ready to start diving into budgeting or whatever the case is. Take this opportunity to reset, take this opportunity to be that reset button that you can click and you can kind of not, not start over, but, but just kind of have a a renew, uh, what's going on now today. We're going to talk about minimum wage, um, and minimum wage in it, in and of itself is, is something that is, um, highly debated when we think about increasing it. Um, what, what does the idea of, and I'm not talking, we're not today, we're not talking about tipping and, and what should minimum wage exist? Should it not exist? Um, we're not talking that today. We're just talking about the overall increase in minimum wage, um, raising it, you know, there are theoretical benefits and I'm using the word theoretical because in theory, these things should happen when you increase minimum wage, reduce poverty improve living standards, decrease reliance on social programs. Those are all things that in theory, if you increase minimum wage, those things should happen. But that's not always the case. It's not always the case. So today I want to dive into what is the case? What what actually can happen when minimum wages are increased? And just go through those and do some side-by-side comparison of what's going on, what you can expect, and how to go about uh, making making some, some changes uh, in this arena. So the first place that I kind of wanted to start off with is looking at this economic theory versus real world impact, right? So I kind of want to break this out. Three categories. I'm going to break it out into three categories and you can start to see what I'm talking about. So in theory, there is a idea that if you increase minimum wage, that consumers will start to spend more money. Well, with more money being spent, that can, you know, that can lead to businesses being more profitable. That allows for them to be able to put more money back into the business to be able to grow the business that opens up more jobs that like there's all these outlining um these 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 ripple effects that happen in a positive direction when higher wages lead to this increase in customer spending in theory if people are making more money they're also spending more money right that's what that's what you would you would consider there so 
you're like, okay, well, now I've got an extra $100 in my pocket. I'm going to go spend $100 put that right back into the economy. That's going to boost that part of the economy. That's going to increase the business. That's going to grow the business. It's going to boost the economy. All these things, right? On the flip side, though, people are going to argue that raising the minimum wage might not actually effectively target poverty because many low low uh, or excuse me the the I jumped to my second one while the the higher wages could increase spending the overall imp- impact of this consumer spending might be mute if job losses occur right and we're going to get to that right so I don't want you to think that these are hypotheticals the idea here is that people are going to make more money People are going to spend more money. Economy is going to boom. That's the theory. Versus the real world impact could be that people are going to make more money. Businesses are now going to start to lose money. And there's a potential that jobs are lost because they're the businesses are being required to pay more to their employees. Right. That's kind of a, a trade off. What if we look at it from the reducing poverty and equality? right? Or, or inequality for, for that sake. One of the primary arguments for raising the minimum wage is that it can help lift those low income earners out of poverty. Higher wages are going to give them more resources to be able to buy their basic needs. And it's going to contribute to this kind of reduction in income inequality. That's in theory, that's true. In theory, that's true. When we look at the other side, though, there could the 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 argument is going to say well if you raise the minimum wage that might not effectively target poverty because many low wage earners are not in poor households per se um for example you know you're going to hear people argue well some of the the low income or low wage earners or the minimum wage earners are teenagers or these are part-time jobs right that are that are making minimum wage Additionally, if employers respond to higher wages by reducing hours or jobs, the poorest workers could lose their job or get less hours and now they just become more poor, right? So you can see both sides here. You really can. You can see both sides. And then the the other point that I was going to bring up is the multiplier effect. You know, on in theory, higher wages will lead to this multiplying in economy. We kind of talked about that. Workers are going to have more income. They're going to spend more, and that's going to lead to this increased demand. It's going to lead to more jobs and higher wages all across the economy. On the flip side, though, the positive multiplier effect assumes that additional income from higher wages will lead to proportional increases in spending. So if, if my wages go up this much, this is also how much my spending is going to go up. Um, however, higher wages lead to job losses and higher prices sometimes. So the net effect on the economy might be neutral or even negative potentially. So that's kind of both arguments, right? That's kind of both arguments. And I, and I, and I kind of led the witness a little bit that these economic theories, these things that you think are happening when wages go up are not what's happening. People are making more money. Some people are making more money. Some people are losing their jobs. Some people are are, are getting out of their, this, 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 um, um, they're getting, they're, they're, 
putting money back into the economy. Some are just barely breaking even or putting money back into trying to get out of debt or trying to to continue to survive, right? Like they've been living, um, they've been living in in the in the negatives for so long. They're kind of trying to put themselves back together. But others are going to lose jobs. Others are going to lose hours, meaning they're going to lose less, they're going to make less money. Because in all honesty, you have to think about it. these are not self-employed individuals. These people are employed by someone, by a business that has to pay them. To pay them, the business has to make money. If the business is not making money, they are, are not making enough to pay them. They're going to either A, cut jobs, B, cut hours, or C, go out of business. And what happens there? Well, everyone loses their job, right? So we have to remember that while capitalism, while you know this, this economy of, of business exists, you have to also remember they are out, they are for profit. They've got to make money to keep you employed. So, so fighting for, for minimum wage, fighting for increases in minimum wage does not at in, in, in any capacity have the effect that it seems it would have, right? It doesn't have the effect that it seems it would have. So how do I know that? Well, we, we, and this is what stemmed this episode, actually, how do I know that what I'm saying is true? How do I know that that this is what what will happen? Well, lucky for us, we have a very, very, very recent use case that we can use for this exact circumstance. There was a new California law that is increasing the fast food minimum wage to twenty dollars per hour. Right. This goes into effect on April the 1st, 2024. This is going to apply to national fast food chains. I was trying to look up and I finally found it. What what criteria makes you a fast food restaurant? Because that's a very, very blanket statement. And I found what they talked about. So it's a set of limited service restaurants consisting of more than 60 establishments, establishments nationally. To be covered, the restaurants must share a common brand or be characterized by standardized options for decor, marketing, packaging, products, and services, and are primarily engaged in providing foods and beverages for immediate consumption on or off-premise, where patrons generally order or select items and pay before consuming with limited or no table services. Bakeries would be exempt. So, it, I mean, it is your general fast food, right? It is your general fast food. This is a California law, and it's the first of its kind where, you know, there's this kind of very niche attack on this specific industry, right? So very specific. Fast food minimum wage is $20 per hour, right? Um, so this $20 per hour rate itself is is kind of this, this new thing. Um, nationwide or statewide for California, the minimum wage is set to increase to $16 per hour on January 1st, but employers on the, on the, on April the 1st, would have to go up to $20 an hour if they're a fast food establishment. So big deal, big deal. Doesn't tell you anything, right? It doesn't really explain how I know I'm right. How do I know that these economic theories are just that? They're just theoretical and real world. They don't actually happen. Well, we were already seeing it here recently. And like in the past week, 
Pizza Hut announced they're laying off 1,200 delivery drivers in California, right? That's to get ahead of this $20 fast food minimum wage, right? So, so hear what I just said. They're laying off 1,200 delivery drivers, right? They, they've decided that they're going to rely on those third-party apps like DoorDash and Uber Eats, right? Which they don't make $20 an hour. So they're just going to lay out. They're like, okay, well, if I have to pay you $20 an hour, I'll just, I'll, I'll hire that out to some other company that are, that does not work for a fast food establishment. And now they can get paid less and I, I can still get the same service. I can still get the delivery service. Right. But 1200 people lost their job because of that. Right. 1200 people are now in a very tight job market or trying to go find work. They're trying to go find work. And, and many would say, oh, well, they were delivery drivers. Why would they not just sign up for DoorDash and Uber Eats? Well, I can tell you, I've got, and, I, and I may be, I may be off on this, but tell me if I'm wrong. Put it in the comment section below if I'm wrong. I, I've wor- I work with, with financial clients all the time. And many of them are trying to pick up side hustles for debt payoff, for saving for down payments for homes. I'm being told, and I may be wrong, but I'm being told that, A lot of these big cities for DoorDash and Uber Eats and all of these other, you know, Grubhubs and all that, that signing up to be a delivery driver is, is not just a quick sign up. Is there like waitlisting or they're full or they won't let you sign up? They, they have too many people signed up that you can't actually even even get on. So to just say, well, the 1200 people can just go sign up for DoorDash and Uber Eats. If that's true and those are full services and you, they can't sign up, they're stuck doing something else, right? They're stuck doing something else instead of delivering delivering food for this for Pizza Hut, right? One Pizza Hut driver said that Pizza Hut offered him 400 bucks in severance pay. This is after he's worked there for nine years, right? Do you see the adverse effects of the minimum wage? This was supposed to help people and now you have people out getting laid off because of this thing that was supposed to help them. They now, instead of getting whatever $16 an hour, let's just use that because as of, you know, a few days, they're all going to be making $16 an hour. Instead of making 16, we're going to now charge you 20 and you now drop to zero. You have no job. It's nuts. It's nuts. And I'm telling you, it, it does not work out the way, in theory, it should. It never will. It never will because you're trying to go by, by, by a state or a federal government going into the pocketbook of a business and telling them that inadvertently you're telling them how to run their business, right? They have set pay amounts. They, they pay for the type of work that someone does. You make, you make how much, you know, is valued at that business, how much that, that, that company values that position. That's how much you make for the skill set that it requires to do that job. And the business makes money and it compensates its employees. If you just want to run all the businesses into the ground, everyone's out of a job anyways. It does not make sense. Pizza Hut's just one though. McDonald's and Chipotle announced about a month ago, maybe two months ago now, that they were also not laying off people, but they're increasing the prices of their of their meals, 
right? McDonald's has not decided exactly how much it's going to raise its prices, but it has already said it's going to raise its prices. And Chipotle expects to raise by mid to high single digit. So that I'm thinking is five to nine percent. So that's in addition to the six percent that all food is already up from a year ago, right? So now Chipotle in and of itself is is probably already up around 6%. And now it's going to be up closer to 17 to 20%, right? Depending on on how it how it goes. That's huge. That's huge. National Owners Association, an independent group out there, said that this projected bill is going to cost each restaurant in the state around $250,000 a year. Do you see the problem? That is money that is, was originally being given to its employees. It will now have to find somewhere else, which is probably on the backs of its employees. It's going to cut jobs, make people work more for the same pay or slightly higher pay, right? Because you got $20 now instead of 16 For what? So that everyone else could lose their jobs, right? So that others could lose their jobs. It does not work out. It does not work. The theory out there doesn't work. So, the, and, and that's not it, but that's not the only thing, right? Because there's there's other effects. There's other downstream effects, agriculture and food processing. If fast food restaurants, they're major consumers of agriculture products. If operational costs increase, they may reduce their orders, right? Because there may, maybe their business goes down. Like they start, they stop getting as much business because they're having to increase prices in their orders go down, meaning they have to now renegotiate contracts because they can't afford McDonald's doesn't need 5 billion potatoes. Now it only needs two, right? And now that has a ripple effect down to the Idaho state economy, right? Uh, like there's, there's lasting impacts. There's lasting impacts. Retail stores and grocery stores, um, as fast food becomes more expensive, some consumers may shift to cooking at home. This could lead to an increase in the demand of items in grocery stores. What does that do? Right? What does that do? Well, sudden spikes in demand put strains on supply chains and increased costs. Think about toilet paper during COVID, right? Couldn't keep up. The supply couldn't keep up with the demand. Prices of toilet paper online was like 100 bucks, Right? Or you're using paper towels and just not flushing them, you know, like there's lasting impacts of this. And I I know I just derailed in like three seconds from minimum wage, but I'm telling you, it's not as simple as just saying raise, raise everybody's money because that's what it is. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It never will be that simple. So just keep that in mind, right? Just keep that in mind. And the, in the, the last thing I'm going to say, um, as we're kind of wrap pulling this out to, to the end is that. Many of the fast food restaurants are going to be affected by this $20 price hike in California. Do not have the foot traffic that your fast food restaurants in LA, San Francisco, um, San Diego, Sacramento, right? San Jose, Palo Alto, like all these places do not have the, these other fast food restaurants across all California is a huge state all across the state. They don't see the foot traffic that all those I just said see, right? And they're the ones that are going to be hit the hardest, right? Because they don't have the revenue margins that that those other stores have. Those other fast food chains, they have huge margins, 
They have huge amounts of foot traffic, huge margins. People are going to pay that. The little the little town that has like a local McDonald's that happens to be run by because uh, I don't know if, if everyone knows this, but like things like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A's and all that, they're 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 franchises. That that's probably a family that runs that McDonald's. That's a small family. That's not McDonald's, right? Like, and I know everyone else is gonna say McDonald's. I say McDonald's, okay? I'm from Alabama. <laughs> McDonald's is a is a is a huge company, but there's a little small family, the Joneses, that owns the McDonald's in in wherever California, right? They they're just this small hometown family that runs this McDonald's franchise. They are going to get hit with this twenty dollars minimum wage, and they're going to have employees that are struggling, struggling to meet that, struggling. They're going to have to cut people. They're going to have to increase prices. They're going to affect their local economy. They're going to affect their their local community, right? Just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. So, what would I do? What would I do? You, you know, I, I don't want to just come in here and, and beat this up and not tell you what I would do. What would I do? Uh, a couple of things. A couple of things I was going to highlight is. Tax cuts and incentives for businesses, right? Implement tax cuts for small businesses and corporations and encourage them to hire more workers, right? Potentially pay higher wages. Uh, but I'm still, I'm, I, I still am, am here to say that your pay is equivalent to the skill it takes to complete that job, right? Your pay is equivalent to the skills it takes to complete that job. If I can fire you and hire someone else and get them spun up on that job in the next with with no education and I can get them spun up in the next two weeks, there's not a huge skill gap there. Okay. And I'm that's just honesty. There's not a huge skill gap there. So you're not going to make as much as someone that is going to take, you know, tons of technological education to stop this foreign cyber adversary from attacking a, a bank banking system and and taking all of their clients money right like that's a whole different skill set that's going to take a whole lot more time to learn than maybe a very entry level you know fast food restaurant employee right two different skill gaps and they're going to get paid vastly different that's not saying that there's not value in that job at that fast food restaurant i'm not telling you that I think there's tons of value, right? I think there's tons of value. What I am saying, though, is that tax cuts and incentives for business businesses should allow for them to, A, hire more workers, B, provide opportunities to continue to coach, mentor, and guide their employees to help them grow outside of that, whatever that role is, but have better options and better opportunities for that business for their workers, Another thing they could do is expand the earned income tax credit. So that means, you know, increase the amount of earned income tax credit for low income workers. Um, this could raise that could be raising that maximum tax credit for working families, especially those with children. Um, or maybe just expand, uh, you know, the eligibility criteria for who is included in that. That's another option. Uh, and then investing in vocational and technical training. Uh, all of those are good programs. There's programs out there already for that, but just continuing to evolve that, especially with these, these fast food chains. Um, I wish the fast food chains, there's one thing that I wish they could hear from me is put back into those employees, right? Give them growth opportunities, give them options to, to continue to broaden their skill sets. Um, but that's where I would see the money coming back. But 
here, here's here. Let me tell you the pet peeve of mine, and this is going to make a lot of people mad, I'm sure. And this might be the last time you ever hear hear, hear me. Uh, you might turn my episode off. I don't know. But here's the thing: is is I want to see people utilize those options, those those jobs to grow and learn from. But but if you're a family and your job is paying you minimum wage and you have there's there's sometimes minimum wage is necessary there's sometimes that it's a there's a a a a piece of the pie that uh you just got a bad break you lost your other job and this is what you needed to land to support your family i got that but if you've been earning minimum wage and that's all you you're you're earning you're consistently trying to raise a family on minimum wage we've got to we've got to broaden your skill set We've got to broaden your skill set, right? You've got to you got to get past that skill set or move up in that business, right? Just because you work at McDonald's doesn't mean that you have to be the cashier forever, right? Start taking a, a nighttime manager lead. Start taking a, a a a team lead. Start taking on some new responsibility to grow outside of what you're currently doing, to continue to grow, mature, and mentor. That's something you can do. That's something you can do. But I always tell people. Look at yourself. What can I do to improve and get out of the situation? If you're currently making minimum wage, start looking for new opportunities to grow and make more money and more money and more money. But how much money you make is completely dependent on you and the effort that you put in. And I don't care if it's minimum wage or a hundred thousand or a million, you will continue to be rewarded for the work you put in. You will. You will continue to be rewarded for the work that you put in. Don't wait for somebody else. Don't wait for the state to raise minimum wage. Don't wait. The minimum wage should not be your pay raise. Raises and minimum wage should not be your pay raise. Continue to put in work. You will be rewarded. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. But I'm telling you, you'll be rewarded. Just keep putting in the work. I promise you. Um, and that's kind of it. That's kind of how I wanted to wrap up this episode is that I wanted I wanted everyone to understand that when these conversations come up, that it's not just about uh, people trying to hold people back or that that pay is pay is not equal or that there's there's this like inequality that goes on. Like that's not that's not at all the case. But there are what I, I think is commonly forgotten, commonly not understood is the ripple effects What's the fallout from this raise in minimum wage? What's actually going to happen? And we're seeing it. There's reports out there, and I'm sure these will increase. The closer we get to that April, um, that April 1st, 2024 kind of kickoff of this $20 minimum wage, I think we'll start to see more of this coming out. Um, and it's unfortunate. It really is. But I, I think that that's kind of a part of it. So, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I hope it just gave you something to think about. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. That's fine. I I encourage you to have have your opinion about it. Uh, Just continue to to, uh, educate yourself around like your stance and like why you oppose everything that I said or or maybe certain parts of what I said Uh, and leave them in the comment section. I would love to read other thoughts, other opinions, other ideas around minimum wage and the the ripple effects of uh the increase um you know i I don't want the comment section just be full of like you're wrong but like why why am i wrong 
why am I wrong in, in, in showing that that evidence of, of why I'm wrong? Happy to happy to, to open up and, and educate and learn myself. Like I, that's all I, I like to do. So feel free to leave a comment in the comment section if that's something that you uh would you know you have you have a thought an idea or an opinion and you want to share it feel free um but i hope that you enjoyed the episode and i hope that you enjoyed kind of hearing it and if it's not the same if it's the same opinion as you cool we have the same opinion if it's not i i appreciate you listening in and um just just hearing hearing my thoughts opinions and ideas around the concept uh hope you enjoy the episode uh if you do if this is the new year and if you want to kick off the new year and you're you're your main goal for the new year is to get your finances in check, uh, get those under control. Uh, I'm here to help you head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now in the middle of the screen and schedule your free consultation today. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, uh, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. I truly appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, if you're listening to this on YouTube or Facebook or Rumble, go ahead and follow and like the video and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to leave that five-star review and a written comment as both go a long way in just helping grow the community and continue to uh, educate others around us with you know their personal finances. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives. 